Welcome to the Go Forth and Golf Podcast, where you can listen to everything related to the game of golf. Golf tips to help you improve your golf game, entertaining interviews, discussions about the latest in golf equipment, and so much more. Now, here is your host, PGA professional, Steve Goforth. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to episode number 10 of Go Forth and Golf. I am your host, Steve Goforth, DGA instructor and general manager at Willow Creek Golf Club. Really excited about this show for you. I've got some listener questions. I have roughly, I don't know, five or six questions for you that I'm going to answer. Really good questions, as always. Thank you so very much for all of those that submitted the questions. I'm also going to talk to you about how to cure that dreaded shot that I don't even like to say the name of it. It starts with an S. It ends with a K. It's it's not a pretty word, and I think it kind of jinxes all of this if we say that word, but the dreaded shanks. How do we cure those shanks? How can we make them go away forever? I'm going to talk about that in this episode, and I've got a great interview that I'm going to conduct with Todd Lawton, fellow PGA member. He is the inventor of the golf target, and he is also the head golf coach at USC Upstate for both men's and women's programs. We carry on a very good conversation. You don't want to miss that. When he talks about that target, maybe that's something you could be interested in, or maybe in an event that you're involved with, or maybe your company is involved with. You don't want to miss that interview. Don't forget to come see us at Willow Creek Golf Club. We're in superb shape right now. Kyle Trainum and his staff have done a wonderful job keeping our greens looking superb, and we're ready for you guys to come out and see us. Fall is firmly upon us, and we are enjoying the cooler temperatures. We're going to run out of daylight soon, but don't forget that you can come out late in the afternoon, play nine holes if you don't have time to get out for 18. Nine is better than none. That's the promotion we like to run at Willow Creek. Nine's better than none. Get out there and play nine holes if you can't get out there for more than that. If you're looking to improve your golf game, come see me for golf lessons. I've got my winter special that's kicking up this month. It's a great deal. Five 30-minute lessons for only $120. That's a $60 savings from my normal rate of $180. Take advantage of that. Limitations are you just have to get them in before the 1st of May, and uh, you can buy as many as you want up until the end of February. So the wintertime is a great time to work on your golf game. While everyone else is bundled up inside not working on their golf game, you're going to be working on yours. When spring rolls around, you're going to be ready to take their money and wax them on the golf course because you've been working on your game with me all winter. Go visit my Facebook page at Go Forth Golf Instruction. You can also go visit me on Instagram. My Instagram page is sgoforth underscore PGA. Again, sgoforth underscore PGA on Instagram. I'd love to work with you. Let's get working on your game and make you better for 2021. So without further ado, let's jump right into episode 10. Let's tee it up. Oh, he got all of that one. It's listener question time, and I'm always excited about this. I love hearing from you guys and uh, answering the questions that will be specific to your needs. And then those that are listening may hear questions like, oh, you know what? I, I've always wanted to know that, or I didn't realize that. That's going to help my game. That's why I do this, to help you individually and to help you all collectively Hear things that maybe you didn't know about, or it's just a reminder of something you already knew, but you just needed to hear it again. This is what I'm here for. So let's jump right into those questions. Well, we're waiting. The first question comes from Chris, and Chris wants to know, how far should I take my backswing? How far should my backswing go? I hear people say, 
You should go parallel to your target line and others say shorter or longer. Pass parallel. I don't know what's best for me. Well, Chris, to answer that question, I think it's really unique to the individual. Me in particular, I like to take a shorter backswing. It's more condensed. I don't take it parallel to my target line or to the ground. And I just feel comfortable with that. So I really think it comes down to what backswing length will give you the most consistency, not only with direction, but also with ball contact. Which backswing length do you have the better chance of hitting it off the center of the club face? Right now, it could be a shorter than parallel golf swing because that's giving you results. And then as you get more and more comfortable with that and you want to gain more distance, you're going to take the club back further. It really just depends on the person. And I would just encourage you to experiment with all of them and go to the practice range and go shorter, go parallel, go longer, see which one gives you the results that you're looking for. None of them are wrong. They're all okay. It just really depends on the golfer. And again, it boils down to consistency, not just with direction, but also contact and centerness of contact. The next question comes from Ben, and Ben says, How tight should I grip the golf club? I've been told that I grip it way too tight. What is your advice on that? Well, Ben, I like to tell students on a uh, grip pressure scale from 1 to 10, 1 is extremely light and 10 is extremely tight. You want to be between 3 and 5 at a worst-case scenario. If it's really bad, if you're just gripping it so tight that you're seeing white knuckles, I would encourage you to start with a 1. And if the club flies out of your hand, so what? You'll go get it. But just kind of get used to that light grip pressure. Light grip pressure can be really beneficial for you. I see a lot of golfers get tense. They get nervous. They get excited. They get frustrated, whatever the case may be. And they start gripping the club tighter and don't even realize that they're doing it. And then all that tension moves from the hands where it's being gripped tight up to the forearms, up to the shoulders, up to the neck, up to the back. And if all of that is really tense, it's going to be very difficult to get good club head rotation and to put a fluid rhythmic swing on the golf ball. So I recommend to all students between three and five, I would like to see you probably linger closer to three. And again, if it's off the charts tight right now, let's start with a one and go from there. The next question is from John. And I really like this question because I think it's one that a lot of golfers don't focus enough on or don't really think about when it comes to practicing and it's how should a golfer practice? How should I practice? It seems like I just swing over and over and I don't have a real purpose as to what I'm doing. How should I practice to improve? Well, John, first of all, if you go out and practice, you need to practice with a purpose. Don't just go out and hit range balls into a field because if you're doing that, you're just, you're just exercising. You're not really practicing the game of golf. So always have a purpose when you go out there. If you're currently taking golf lessons, you want to obviously work on what your instructor is giving you in terms of drills or a practice regimen maybe that he's given you. That's also important. Pick specific targets when you're out there on the driving range because when we get to the golf course, we have targets out there, right? So we have to make sure we're really preparing ourselves on the driving range by getting very, very specific with those targets. And also maybe you want to go on the golf course and practice. Just go out there and it's just you and the golf course, no one else in your group. And you're just going to work on different shot styles. Maybe if you're working on a short game, throw some golf balls around the green, chip up. Uh, maybe you do that late in the afternoon. Maybe your last tee time out for the day. 
and you don't have to worry about someone pushing you or coming up behind you. And if they do, you can just let them play through. So on course practice and range practice, I think, are equally important at times. Another good idea for you is to picture scenarios on the driving range. Pick targets that you're going to hit between. Create a fairway, pull out your driver, hit a drive, and then pull out your seven iron, hit that. Maybe simulate a par five, hit a drive, then hit a fairway wood, then hit a wedge shot to a close by flag. Things like that can just really get your mindset geared towards the golf course. And again, it's all about practicing with a purpose. I cannot express enough the importance of hitting at targets during your practice session because again, we have specific targets we're trying to hit on the golf course. If we're not practicing that on the range, we really tighten up and we tense up when we get to the golf course. I hope this helps you, John. The next question comes from Bill. Bill saying, I have a difficult time getting my driver and the rest of my woods in the air. I feel this is killing my distance. What are some simple tips that can help me get the ball in the air better? Well, first off, you want to check your ball position. You always want to make sure your ball position with your woods. I like to start it just inside your left heel. And I start that with driver. I go fairway wood. And sometimes I even encourage students to put hybrids in that position if and only if they have a difficult time getting it airborne. If that ball is going too high and too far to the left, you want to bump that hybrid back one to two ball positions in your stance from inside that left heel. So definitely want to check ball position. Next thing you want to do is make sure that you have a slight shoulder tilt. So if you're a right-handed golfer, you want to make sure your right shoulder is positioned lower than your left. And that will definitely help you stay behind the ball better and sweep up at the golf ball. I tell a lot of my students, you want to be like an airplane taking off, not an airplane landing when we come into impact with our woods. Also, on top of all that, make sure your tempo is good. Make sure you don't rush your takeaway. You don't jerk the club back really fast, take it back nice and low and slow. So think about the acronym SLW, slow, low, and wide. And then what that does, it just sets you up in a good position at the top of your backswing so that you can come in and impact like that airplane taking off. So again, check your ball position. You want to check your shoulder tilt. Make sure your right shoulder is lower than your left. And again, that's for a right-handed golfer. And then the tempo of the golf swing. Don't rush it from the top. Slow, low, and wide on your takeaway. And that'll help position the club in the right spot at the top. Therefore, encouraging a good angle of attack on the downswing. Hope that helps you, Bill. The final question comes from Shane. And Shane says, I'm a mid to high handicap golfer and I'm looking to get a new set of irons. There are so many out there to choose from. What advice would you give to find the right make and model for my game? Well, Shane, first of all, I definitely want to recommend that you go see an equipment specialist in the area, whether it's this area if you're living here or somewhere else. And that's very important because they're very knowledgeable and very trained in what's out there right now in terms of the make or the model of a particular iron and how that's going to fit a particular golfer's style of game or swing. So my son, Nick, as you all know, works at Golf Galaxy. Go see him. He will definitely help you in terms of trying to find out what you need in terms of the style of club that would fit your particular swing or your game. There's so many out there, right? It's just like buying a car. You got Ford, you got Chevy, you got Toyota, you got Audi, you got BMW, you got Mercedes. You got all these different models out there, and you don't know unless you test drive them. And that's the same thing with golf equipment. You want to go out and you want to demo all the different models 
and the different manufacturers because you don't want to leave anything left on the table. You want to try everything. So when you make that purchase, you know that that is the one that is best for you. Again, an equipment expert can help you with this. They can put different clubs in your hand and let you try all the different options out there so you can narrow it down to that one particular make and model. Of course, if you're a mid to high handicap player, as you mentioned, you may want to go with something a little bit more forgiving. You have a deeper cavity for those irons, a little bit more forgiving. You have a wider sole on the bottom. You may have a thicker top line. All these things give you more forgiveness on toe and heel miss hits. And of course, a club fitting is also very important because you want to make sure that the clubs fit you and you're not having to fit to the clubs and fit your swing to the clubs. So that can make a huge difference for you dropping to that mid to high handicap level down to a mid to low handicap level when the equipment is designed for your swing. So really important that you just go out there and try all the different types that are out there. But again, as you mentioned, you are a mid to high handicap golfer at this point in time in your game, you're going to want something that's going to offer you a little bit more forgiveness. It's going to get that ball in the air a little bit better for you and it's going to be more forgiving when you do miss hit it on the toe or on the heel. We talk about shaft for just a second. Shaft is also really important. You don't want to play a stiff shaft, for example, if you're not generating the club head speed. Or maybe you're generating too much club head speed for a regular flex shaft that you currently could be playing. So again, club fitting is super important to make sure that the equipment that you're playing with will fit you and that we can get that handicap down for you. Shane, I hope that helps you again. Feel free, if you're in this area, go talk to Nick over at Golf Galaxy or anybody else that gets an equipment expert in our area that you feel comfortable with. Again, if you're not in this area, you definitely want to research a good equipment expert that you can go talk to that can assist you with this process. I wish you all the best, and I hope you find those clubs that are going to be great for your game. Thank you again for these fantastic questions. I hope I helped all of you, Chris, Ben, John, Bill, and Shane. I hope you can walk away from this episode feeling better about your golf game, feeling better about maybe your equipment choices or whatever it may be. I'm here for you guys. If you have any other questions, please don't hesitate to reach out to me. If you see me at Willow Creek, come up to me with a question and I'll make sure I save that question for another episode. And remember, you can always email me at sgoforth at pga.com. Again, sgoforth at pga.com. Or reach out to me on social media. My Facebook page is Goforth Golf Instruction. And my Instagram page is sgoforth underscore pga. I can also be found on Twitter at goforthgolf. Be on the lookout for another notification in the near future for more opportunities to get your questions out there to me on a future episode. Oh, yeah! Woo-hoo! <laughs> you gotta love that! Woo-hoo! You like that, baby? Let him know where I came from, yeah! If you're looking to put your golf game to the test, I've got the perfect solution for you. The USAM Tour is a nationwide series of amateur golf tournaments open to anyone that wishes to compete on the local, regional, and ultimately the national level. Their mission is very simple, to provide an unrivaled, immersive, and comprehensive tour and tournament experience for competitive amateur players of all abilities and ages. Most amateur players hear the word tour and think they're not good enough to compete. Well, I'm here to tell you that is the furthest thing from the truth. 
All events utilize gross scoring as players compete in different flights only against players of similar ability from their championship flight, that's the 3.9 handicap or less, to the Tiger flight, which is 20 handicaps and above, and every flight in between, they've got you covered. The USAM Tour operates single round and multiple round golf tournaments across the country at the best public and private venues. Tour players enjoy camaraderie and compete for bragging rights, order of merit points, prizing, and trophies at every event. All season long, points accumulate and the best players from each local tour earn their way to the national championship. How cool is that? Their season begins in October and runs through August 2021. Sign up between now and December 31st and pay only a $99 entry fee. That's a $40 savings. Don't miss out on this great deal. Sign up today. Put your game to the test. Not only will you experience great golf courses, but a great amateur golf tour as well. So don't waste any more time. Get started on a great amateur golf tour experience. Visit their website at usamtour.com. Again, that's usamtour.com. And I'd like to thank them for being a sponsor of this podcast. All right, so I decided I wanted to talk about that awful, awful golf shot that we've all been guilty of hitting at some point in our life playing this wonderful game we call golf. And it's a word, you know, I don't really like to say the word. Nobody likes to say the word because they're scared to death. If they say the word, they're going to be jinxed into hitting the golf shot. Or they can't get that shot out of their mind by saying the word. And then they continue to hit the shot over and over and over again. I don't even like to call it the word we're talking about. And I'm not going to say it right now. I like to refer to it as the lateral shot. Uh, and I even like to refer to it as something I come up with called the David Hoseloffs. I figure, you know, hey, it's better than calling it the shank. Yeah, I said it. Okay, I got it out of the way. The shank. It's a terrible, terrible word. I prefer the David Hoseloffs. I think that's pretty funny. So let's talk about it. So first of all, in order to get rid of it, we need to figure out or talk about what causes that golf shot. And as a golf instructor all these years, I've seen this golf shot produced two different ways. Number one, if someone is way to the inside on their takeaway, meaning when they initially take that club back, it comes behind their body considerably on the takeaway, and then they don't revert it back to the target line on the downswing. They continue to stay inside, attacking it extremely shallow to where it causes the heel of the golf club to arrive first, your golf club is essentially when you're coming from the inside like that, you're approaching the golf ball inside to out, of course, and the golf club is just has nowhere to go but to the right. And when that happens, of course, the golf ball is going to go out to the right, causing us to hit it off the hosel. Probably one of the most common ways I see this shot occur is when somebody casts the golf club outside to inside. Maybe they come inside on their takeaway. They throw the club outside to in, almost like they're trout fishing. And when that happens, the weight kind of shifts out towards the toes and thus the over-the-top move. The hosel comes down, strikes the golf ball, and then there's that dreaded shot. So an over-the-top move off the hosel or drastically approaching the ball from the inside. There's no body turn. There's no hip turn. There's no arms and hand rotation, thus causing the face to be open and ball goes out to the right. Bottom line is the golf club's off plane. It's either too far inside or it's way outside to end. 
and we've got to get this club back on plane. So let's talk about drills that we can do to help you get rid of this awful golf shot. What the hell do you think you look like shooting them chili peppers up Lee Jansen's ass? So the first drill that I want to give you, you're going to start out with two golf balls that you're going to put down on the ground in front of you. You're going to address one of the golf balls with your club, put the club face behind it, and then the second golf ball you're going to put just inside that golf ball towards you or close to you, roughly four to six inches close to you or towards you. So two golf balls on the ground, one that you're addressing with the club face, the second ball is inside that, closest to you, about four to six inches. And when you make your golf swing, addressing that outside golf ball, you're going to come down, you're going to hit the golf ball or swing through the golf ball that is sitting closest to you. What this does is because you've got to hit the golf ball that's closest to you, you've got to redirect that golf club to more of an inside path and then that should prevent you from casting outside to inside. So again, please picture this somehow. I hate that I don't have a visual that I can give you. But again, a golf ball sits down on the ground. And then you'll put, you'll put your club face behind that. And you'll put another golf ball just inside it towards you or close to you four to six inches. Address the outside golf ball. Make your swing. Come down. Swing through the inside golf ball. Wonderful, wonderful drill that you cannot go wrong with and will definitely help you get rid of this golf shot. Let's talk about the second thing you could do is just simply putting an obstacle on the outside of your golf ball. So if you set your club face down at the golf ball, just beyond your club head, you can put something there. It could be a tee or a row of tees. It can be a head cover. It could be one of those swimming noodles that you go to the pool with. Something on the outside of your golf ball or swing plane that will cause you to stay to the inside and, again, not cast outside to inside. Another effective drill that you can do is just swing with your right hand only. This helps tremendously with the release of the golf club. I wouldn't suggest you do it with a golf ball there to start with. Just simply swing the club with your right hand. We've got to get that right hand rotating over the left hand. And the best way to have that feeling is to just do it only with the right hand rotating the club face. Another really, really effective drill. And another drill that I have found to be extremely effective is to put your feet together and swing through the golf ball. This is going to assist with a better turn and release of the upper body. Because sometimes, like I said earlier, when you come to the inside too much, we're sliding with that lower body. The legs are sliding through the golf shot as opposed to our body, our upper body specifically, rotating through the golf shot. So it starts from the hips and goes upward. So if we do not have body rotation, hip rotation, chest and arm rotation, the club face is open, Hosel approaches the golf ball first, and there's the David Hauselhoff. So we just got to get better body rotation. So putting your feet together quiets the lower body, and it allows that rotation to happen a lot better. So the two golf ball drill, address the ball to the outside, swing to the ball to the inside. You can put an obstacle just beyond on the outside of your golf ball, whether it's a row of tees, a head cover, a swimming noodle, some right-hand-only swings, doing it without the golf ball, and then eventually maybe work the golf ball into that, and swing through. And then finally, the feet together drill, just really trying to 
emphasize that body rotation, hand rotation, arm rotation through the golf shot. Another simple thing you want to keep in mind is grip pressure. And when you hit that shank, you tense up. We start gripping it really tight because we're frustrated and scared and embarrassed. And when you're gripping that golf club really tight like that, it's almost impossible for you to have any release of the club head or rotation of the club head because that tension moves from the hands to the arms to the shoulders to the neck to the back. If all that area is tense, it's almost impossible for you to rotate the club face to get it back to square. If these shots continue to plague you, please come see me. Please call me, set up a lesson. We'll work on getting your golf club on the target line like I mentioned to you earlier. And again, it just boils down to the club being off plane. It's either too far inside or over the top and outside to in. I've got drills that I can give you outside of the ones I've just mentioned that can really help get that club back on plane on the right path. I tell a lot of people, you know, the shanks are like a virus. They enter your golf swing out of nowhere and then they leave out of nowhere. It's got to, it's got to run its course almost. It's weird like that, right? I don't know why that happens. Just think of it like this. If you want your golf swing to be free of that awful golf shot that I've been talking about all this time, you need to have regular checkups with your golf swing. Come see me. I'm like your swing doctor. You want to come to me when there's problems like that. And also you want to come to me to make sure we prevent those things from happening. Just like you would go to your doctor to have regular checkups to keep your body healthy so you prevent yourself from getting extremely ill. We take care of our body. We work out. We eat better or we eat try to eat the right way and we do all these things to prevent us from getting sick or from becoming unhealthy so come to me about your golf swing so that we can keep your golf swing healthy and then we can make sure that these bad shots don't work their way into your golf swing remember this happens because your golf club got off plane whether it's too far inside to out or outside to in and we'll work on that, and we'll keep that from happening. We can get you on the target line consistently, get the body rotating the way it should. That shot will go away forever, I can promise you. I hope you feel a little bit better about this golf shot now. I hope you feel that if it does happen to you, and I hope and pray it doesn't, but if it does, you'll know how to attack it. You'll know how to get rid of it. I've given you some good medicine to make that swing virus go away forever. So good luck, and again, reach out to me if you need further help with the dreaded shank. This can't talk is ain't about hitting some little white ball in some yonder hole. It's about inner demons, self-doubt, human frailty, and overcoming all that crap. It's now time to bring in my guest for this podcast, Todd Lawton, fellow PGA member. He is the inventor of a product called the Golf Target, and he's also the head golf coach for the men's and women's program at USC Upstate. Todd and I have a wonderful conversation about his invention of the Golf Target, his experience as a college golf coach, and also his involvement with the PGA Tour, uh, in particular the Wells Fargo Championships. We have a wonderful conversation. You don't want to miss it. You want to listen closely to what he talks about when it comes to being a coach and also when it comes to how he come up with the idea of this target and how this target can maybe benefit you and your golf game and some of the other great ideas that they're going to come up with in the future with the Golf Target Company. You can go visit their website at thegolftarget.com 
And there will also be a link to that website in the show notes and also to the USC Upstate golf program as well, in case you want to follow them, see how they're doing in future golf tournaments. So without further ado, let's bring in Todd for that fantastic interview. Todd, welcome to the podcast. I really appreciate your time today. How are you? I'm doing great. You know, all things considered, it's a beautiful day today, and uh, I'm actually uh, around the golf course, so it's good. Hey, no, no better place to be, right? Absolutely. I, I can't think of a better place since I was about five years old. That's right. Me either. Well, you're a fellow uh, PGA member who decided to, uh, first of all, be an inventor and an entrepreneur, which is really cool. We'll get to that a little bit later in the interview but you also decided to be a college golf coach. It seems like uh, that's a very rewarding and fun career path as far as I'm concerned. What led you to the world of college coaching? Uh, I appreciate it, Steve. I was in uh, Charlotte at uh, Regent Park. I was an assistant professional in 1997 and um, the uh, Queens University of Charlotte golf team practiced at our facility and uh, their coach was leaving, and um, I uh, was encouraged by our owner who was wanting to develop a relationship with the business school there, the McCall School at Queens, to get involved and met with the athletic director and within a few minutes became a, uh, a college golf coach while I was an assistant professional and uh, never really applied for anything and just kind of uh, walked into it that way. It was kind of neat. So something maybe sparked your interest in becoming a college coach. Was it that you just enjoyed being a coach in general? Was it something that you wanted to do in order to inspire people, to guide people, to be a positive influence in people's lives? What was it that just really attracted you to be a college coach? So when I first started doing it, I was, I loved the interaction and the teaching element and just the competitive nature. I'd played college golf and, um, had been around, you know, a lot of teaching and, and playing atmospheres. And so I was just intrigued by getting involved that way. And honestly, it was, it was very part-time at the beginning. And as I, you know, started getting, you know, more involved with tournament scheduling and, and watching, you know, five players compete against other players from other teams and just from that side and getting to kind of recruit and lead that, it just, it became something I fell in love with immediately and it's not that I didn't love what I was doing as a golf professional this was just a a wonderful way to have an opportunity to still be in golf in a different uh, facet. Well you're further along in your career than you probably ever thought you would be right? Yeah I mean this is uh, this is my 23rd year believe it or not so uh, I became a golf professional after uh, graduating from college in 1992 and uh, was at a club until about 2003 and uh, so I've been doing this a lot longer than actually the other side which kind of surprised my wife and I when we were thinking about it the other day but I love it. Well how do you feel about the current state of your golf program and where it's headed? Uh, you know we're in really good shape I mean non-COVID um, you know last spring we were on a path to have our best seasons ever stroke average records both men's and women's golf um got a great assistant trey taylor who played for me and he's a local guy from gaffney um just had a lot of good things graduated a lot of uh players last year had some pick up an extra year and come back a couple of those 
had a couple go to grad school. One's, you know, on a scholarship at Kentucky and another one's at Boston College after graduating from upstate. And um, we were kind of on a roll for us and uh, really excited, you know, about where we were going and still are hard to hard to prognosis right now because of uh, COVID and our season being canceled this fall, but very exciting. That leads me into my next question, or one of my questions was the challenges you guys have faced as, as a college coach uh, during COVID. Tell me about that. So our season got shut down while we were on the road last March, and we literally had to come home during spring break, um, and then it was canceled. And I think we were all in shock, and we felt like, you know, this is, this is going to be a temporary thing. And then we went through the summer and realized that uh, it may not be as temporary as we thought got back in August and, you know, canceled the, the fall season, at least within our conference for all sports. And so we've been doing intra-squad uh, Ryder Cup formats. Uh, right now we're in the middle of our fall season ending 54-hole stroke play championship. Um, we're in the second round of that. And so, you know, if you had a playbook in golf over the 23 years, I kind of slid it to the corner of my desk this fall and said, all right, um, let's start over and see what we can do for fun this fall and keep people engaged and grow their games, get them a little stronger in the weight room and, you know, just have some opportunities to improve that way without that, you know, competitive travel that we've been doing. So it has been interesting and it's been a complete flip side, to be honest. Yeah, I talked to Brandy Jackson in one of my previous episodes. If you have not heard of Brandy, uh, she's got a great podcast out there called Tap Into College Golf. And she was talking about the effects that COVID was having on recruiting. What have you seen in that? Well, in Division One level, we are, you know, basically shut down, at least right now, until January 1st and have been for several months. So the effect on recruiting is just, it's devastating, mainly for the kids, you know, that, that we would normally have the opportunity to go follow and communicate with and have visit campus. Um, you know, none of that's been available to us. So there's been a lot of you know, Zoom calls, Microsoft team meetings, just cell phone calls, um, text messages, all that as best we can. Uh, so it's unique, you know, but it's, it's, not, uh, it's not ideal to, you know, not be able to walk a fairway and see how somebody's not only performing physically, but how they handle themselves mentally and what type of facilities they're playing their competitions on. Just a totally different uh, scenario. Well, like you said, I just I don't think there's a playbook for this. I mean, you just you can't plan for something like this, you know. And you gotta use some improving. You gotta just go with the flow. You gotta be creative, like you talked about. And I think that's what we've all done, really. And it's definitely challenge been challenging times for sure. Yeah, I mean, when I see the golf business, you know, and the number of people that are picking up clubs again, and all the excitement that I think there's just a wonderful social distancing opportunity in golf and. Um, you know, I'm not superstitious, but if I was, I'd be thankful that, uh, you know, our, our program, men and women, is the only program at USC Upstate Athletics that hasn't had a COVID positive case this fall. And I attribute that to, you know, our facility. We keep um, in good shape. We, we're able to social distance and uh, just do some things that I think golf affords. And it's been a blessing that uh, we've had some, some safe harbor in that. Sure. Well, aside from improving uh, the golf game of your players and, of course, winning golf tournaments, what other accomplishments, experiences, or wisdom do you hope your players gain 
from their college careers in your coaching. You mentioned earlier about how you've had players go on and have uh, success in grad school and things like that. I'm sure that's got to be extremely warming to your heart. But uh, what else do you hope they gain? Well, you know, I think you, you just hit the nail on the head. The first thing is that, that their life has been changed for the better by being involved in, you know, golf and a collegiate sport and that, that I've played some small role maybe that, that helped them um, figure out what their dreams were and where they needed to pursue things. I had a conversation earlier with a player on the team right now about her plans for med school and organizing all that. And that just, it's exciting. I mean, you want the success in the golf course, but you, you want it to be life changing. My, my thing with my players, I always tell them that I I want us to have opportunity and um, I want them to see it. I want them to seek it. Um, That this sport is not always going to be, available to them in the same way it is right now for most of them they'll get older have jobs families all those kind of things which are wonderful um but i just tell them to hopefully take a look around while we're out here whether we're you know out on the west coast whether we're down in florida or you know somewhere on an island getting to play golf or whatever it is or right here in our backyard which we played a lot of great tournaments right here in spartanburg and um down in greenville and um, it's, it's just really that opportunity and, and, uh, look forward, not down. Um, don't, uh, um, don't ever take for granted anything necessarily and, and believe that, uh, that the opportunity is what is the most valuable. Well, another iron that you have in the fire, which I think is really cool is you're involved with the Wells Fargo championship in Charlotte every year. And you run their driving range program during the tournament. I've had the pleasure of helping you, and it was a terrific experience. I really enjoyed it. How did that opportunity present itself for you? So I was uh, when I was in Charlotte, I, I was doing uh, the radio show on Saturdays and Sundays quite often with WFNZ. And Kim Huffam, who had been hired as the tournament director, came in one day to be a guest on the show to talk about the championship um, the next May in 2003. And he and I walked out after it was over and we were on the elevator and he's like, Hey, uh, you know, if you ever, if you want to consider it, I'd love to have somebody run my practice facility. That's what I did at the John Deere in uh, uh, Iowa. And I'm always looking for a PGA professional, somebody that kind of knows their way around and things to run it. And that was in fall of 2002. And we're now in 2020 and um, Kim's no longer there, but he and I are still really good friends. And I've uh, got a wonderful staff, as you mentioned. I was lucky enough to have you come up and, and help, and your son came up and helped too, and that was awesome. And, you know, we've got a core group of about, you know, 50 to 60 people uh, that do it, and we're inside the ropes and have pretty good access and a pretty good visual on really what's going on with the players and how they prepare for the tournament. It's uh, it's a lot of work, but it's worthy, and it's, it's, uh, it's a great experience for me to keep in touch and and see things at that level that I don't normally get to see, um, you know, where I am coaching. Well, you mentioned you clearly have had a ton of interaction with tour players. Can you tell any good stories about your interactions with the tour players? Yeah. I mean, I, I think one of the most interesting things is, um, and I don't think he'd mind me saying it. Some, some, if we're old enough, you would know the name Tom Pernice. Um, he had one of the most incredible divot patterns every time he practiced. Um, it looked like a checkerboard. Uh, all the divots were perfectly hit. You know, his, his patterns were, you know, square and he left about an inch and a half worth of grass all the way around every divot. So it would grow back in. And, um, uh, 
that was a really unique experience. I think, you know, having, uh, you know, a player like uh, Ola Fable sit in the tent during a rain delay and talk about, uh, you know, the Masters and Champions dinners and just things like that. But probably the, the most unique one was one of our first years that Tiger came. Um, you know, somebody from a local TV station there in Charlotte put a Tony the Tiger, like the Frosted Flakes outfit on and had a badge inside the range and, and ran into the range and tried to tackle Tiger on the range as a stunt. And, oh, my God. Um, yeah, and Tiger, you know, played it off pretty well. And, um, you know, but it was kind of a wake-up call for us because uh, you know from being there that, you know, it's, it's not – it's a pretty calm and sedate environment to allow them to get their work done, so we're not used to that. But um, And then we had, uh, we had a trick shot artist, Dennis Walters, who everybody knows, wonderful guy, does a great show. Um, he, hit, uh, he hit a range ball one time, and all the kids – that were there thought he was uh, he was telling them to go get it so about 140 kids in our junior clinic took off running down the range and started picking up all the range balls and filling their pockets um <laughs> so that was kind of a party um so there, there's been some nuances and some players have have had some fun things i mean we've gotten to uh do some things with uh, uh when vj was playing there a lot and practicing if you've ever gotten to swing his strength and flex uh stretch rod that he's got I, I think the thing weighs about eight or nine pounds and he takes it back sets it up at the top and then swings it through and he's left it in our tent a few times so we've had some pretty good stories talking to his strength coach and just seeing him he's he's been an unbelievable player um and uh it's just there's a lot of cool things i think um you know i won't go down the list of the people that that as a group we don't like Although there are some, and surprisingly, um, you know, names that get frustrated that uh, that things aren't going their way, and then there's others that uh, just are, are some of the nicest people you'd ever meet. You wouldn't even realize that they've won major championships, and um, uh, they talk to you just like you're the the friend that they've missed forever. Sure. Yeah. I got a little taste of that myself when I was there. And uh, some of the guys that you interacted with, it's like, wow, you know, he's just very humble, you know, and a uh, very laid back individual and easy to talk to. It was a great time. And I thoroughly enjoyed it. My son and I both thoroughly enjoyed it. I hope to do it again someday. Outside well, you're of your always invited back. Well, I appreciate that very much. Outside of your coaching career, I mentioned earlier, you're an inventor and uh, an entrepreneur and you invented a great product called the Golf Target. Talk to me about this invention, and where did that idea come from? So um, we were, uh, you know, building little intermediate targets out of our facility out of wood, buying little tabletops from, you know, Home Depot or Lowe's or whatever, and spray painting them and put our logo on them and um, setting them out on the, on the range for us to just do intermediate targets whether it's 10 15 20 25 yard targets to be specific about where our landing spots were and see if we could actually hit those spots and um i was actually um frustrated because they were heavy and the biggest table i could afford was 24 inches without it weighing you know literally 100 pounds um so uh my uh uncle had uh purchased a uh um a plastics company in Atlanta. And, um, I was literally at his house 
you know, one day and I was drawing some things out and said, um, could you make anything like this? And um, we went through about, you know, six to eight months of different iterations and how they would, uh, you know, be durable, but really lightweight, portable, um, adjustable in terms of how the, the, the angle that it is. We have a replaceable graphic on them that can be customized for any tournament, any event, any, any golf course, anything like that. Um, and, um, you know, so it, it was, it was a, a product born out of the necessity of, of utilizing a practice model that I wanted to have for our players at our facility. And, um, and then it grew from there. It was, it was, it was a very exciting and, and fun process to go through. And there are several other products that are, that are out that are used for targets on ranges. There are nets. There's a, there's another, you know, product that you aim at and hit and it's, they're all great products. Um, ours is very unique in the fact that it's, it's the only one that is a utility like ours and it actually can be picked up and carried across a range, you know, weighing less than 25, 26 pounds. Um, so it's, it's really neat. Well, we have two at our driving range at Willow Creek. Very proud of them. Love them. One of them is customized with my uh, golf instruction logo on there, and I'm very, very proud of that. Love the way it's adjustable, like you mentioned, and portable. It is so easy to move. I can strap it to the back of a cart if I need to, park the cart out on the range for juniors and let them just pelt at it if they wanted to. It's got a – what I love about it, it has an extremely rewarding sound whenever you hit it as well. So the material you guys use is great because it's just – it has that rewarding sound when you hit it and everybody loves that. Um, so I'm, I'm tickled to death with them. I love them. We get a ton of compliments uh, off of them from our, our range hitters and our members or guests, whoever uh, they love hitting at them. I think, I think it's a wonderful product. That's awesome. We, we appreciate that. That's what we love to hear. You know, the, the plastics that we use are, um, you know, the same, the cow plastics from golf carts It's ultra durable you know, um, and then like you said, the way we attach the graphics, it's it's kind of like you're hitting the side of an old door of a car. You know, it's kind of got this clanky thud. It's 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 really neat, and um, it's it's a fun thing for kids of all ages. And then we've we've used it at uh, at at USC Upstate and for tournaments, putting corporate logos out on our tournaments that we do. And um, you know, it's got a, a 37 inch graphic on it, and it's a 48 inch you know size target so it's not uh something super easy to hit but it's also visible and um, we're really excited we've we've had good distribution you know in pretty much all over the united states now we've we've got uh you know somebody working with us you know over in england and you know it was it was going pretty well before COVID hit and you know we're hoping that we can uh, get back in touch with a lot of new clientele there's a lot of golf being played uh, but rightfully so, a lot of courses and owners are really looking at their, um, you know, how they do things on their facilities. So uh, we're very excited about the future for it. You mentioned earlier about customized logos. I think that's extremely appealing. Tell me how that can be incorporated into a tournament or maybe even an event that may not be golf related. Yeah. So, I mean, we've, we've designed the uh, golf target now to have, holes in the actual target so you can actually you know design a graphic that would be a cornhole type thing so if you wanted to have a game outside a pool at a club or wherever we've sold them to um 
you know, soccer clubs that are, um, you know, just have a solid target and they play games um, where they have to kick the target with the ball because it's durable. But most importantly, like you said, it, you know, it fits in the back of a car and it weighs 25 pounds and um, it'll handle wind, everything like that. But from a tournament standpoint, what we're really excited about and we've gotten a lot of traction on is that, you know, you can go to a par three and let's say the par three is 150 yard hole in one contest. Um, you know, not many of the field legitimately are really thinking about, Oh, I'm going to make a hole in one here. But if you had a sponsor there and they had a, you know, a 25 yard pitch shot or some sort of shot where the, the, uh, there was an intermediate prize, or if you, if you played the game, you, you, you hit it and you got a certain thing from the, the sponsor that was there. Um, you know, we've had people give out hats and travel tumblers and all kinds of stuff, but it's an engagement opportunity. Um, instead of just having somebody at a tent going, Oh, thanks for coming. Here's this, but it's a way to have a fun conversation and shoot some videos for social media for their companies. And, um, it, it, we're really excited about where that aspect's going because that's a, it's, it's just a touch point that I think is, is very valuable. Um, for tournaments and other events outside of uh, golf, you know, sporting events, you know, half times of, of basketball, you know, taking it out there and, and using it as a, a, a target for cornhole or whatever, because it's so portable and you can put a sponsor's logo on there and give away free pizza for a year. You know, we've, we've had a lot of things come up that are really neat. Do you guys have any new inventions coming down the pipeline? Anything different that you're going to be offering uh, in the near future? Yeah, we've got, uh, you know, um, one of our engineers and, and um, Steve, you've, you've met him. He's actually my brother, Chris. Um, he's an engineer. He's working on some things that will actually um, provide feedback for the target, whether it's through technology that ties into your phone and an app and, so you can personalize practice programs and create scoring games that um, competitions, you know, kind of like the, uh, the big lit up uh, fun place we go to that has multi-levels. Um, but in your, you know, at your course, in your backyard, whatever. Um, so, yeah, there are things coming down with technology and, you know, just sensors and all that that are, are really exciting that we're testing right now. Yeah, any kind of feedback you can give like that that's visual – or auditory, I think golfers would absolutely love. Absolutely. And, and even so much so that if it's, you know, 125 yards away, you know, measurements of, of how close somebody is to it uh, through, you know, tracking, whether it's GPS through all kinds of things. So you could really pinpoint somebody if, if it's set at 150 yards, you know, you can even tie it into where it's, you know, somebody knows that it's 137 yards away and, um, or that's where they hit it to. And there's so many things. And um, we're just excited about having a, a good base to start with to build on and, and see which direction to take it next. It sounds extremely exciting. I'm very, very happy for you guys. And I cannot wait to see these new products when they come out. If you want to go to their website, you can go visit them at thegolftarget.com. Real simple. Thegolftarget.com is the website. Go check them out. And if you have any other questions you want to ask, you can certainly do that through the website. But Todd, how can listeners follow USC Upstate Golf Program and, and find out how they're doing, keep up with them, uh, and also uh, learn more about the Golf Target maybe on social media? 
Yeah, I think, uh, you know, as far as, you know, USC Upstate, we're at, at upstatespartans.com. Uh, Our Twitter is uh, at Upstate uh, MW Golf. My Twitter is uh, Coach Lawton Golf. You know, we have uh, the Golf Target has, uh, we have Facebook, um, we have uh, Twitter, Instagram, all those things. So, and if, if anybody, uh, you know, would like to reach out to me about anything, um, my email address is uh, tlawton at uscupstate.edu. Uh, that's a public uh, email address. It can be found on our website. So I'm not sharing anything that is uh, insanely uh, proprietary. You know, we are we're looking to 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 grow at at Upstate and and find uh, players for our programs that are just uh, dynamic. We've got a really really exciting track record of local kids doing really good things for us, and I want to keep those kids local and come to school and still be able to see their parents uh, occasionally, but also go travel several hundred miles away to play golf and uh, represent this area. It's very exciting. Golf Target is uh, a, a really neat opportunity that um, is just something that's uh, different, but uh, fun and exciting and similar to uh, what we're used to, but just a, a different twist on several things. Todd, you need to be super proud of yourself. You've had a lot of accomplishments in this business, entrepreneur, inventor, involved in the PGA Tour, and uh, a college coach. You were making a difference in a lot of lives and something to be very, very proud of. So congratulations on all of your accomplishments thus far. Good luck on everything else coming your way in the future. And I cannot thank you enough for taking time out of your schedule. So thank you for coming on the show. I appreciate it, Steve. I, I, I wouldn't be here without the great players that have played for me and my assistant coaches that have helped me and, and just the support of the community and our administration and uh, my family. You know, my wife's been extremely important in this because it's just there's a lot of travel. It's fun, but um, um, it, it's it's being in golf is a great place to be. And I hope more young players will consider how golf can be a great career and um, not just from a playing standpoint, but being involved in the business. And um, just like you and me, you know, I, th I think we both would testify that our lives are, are have been changed in a positive way by what we get to do. Oh, absolutely. I mean, anytime you can teach or you can coach people in this world, it, it, whatever it may be, you're gonna, always going to make a lasting impact in their life. And that's something I value about what I do as a golf instructor. And I'm, I know you do as a golf coach. And it's, it's a wonderful privilege to be in that position. And I never take it for granted. I love it. I love knowing that I can uh, hear positive stories from the people that I coach. And uh, I know you do as well. And a uh, very rewarding job. Absolutely. Steve, you're great at what you do. And I appreciate you, man. Thanks, Todd. Take care of yourself. Ladies and gentlemen, that is a wrap on episode number 10. It can now be moved to the archives of your podcast playlist. Congratulations for completing this episode. And also thank you so very much for taking the time out of your busy life to listen and for supporting this podcast. I cannot thank you enough. I hope this podcast and all the other episodes that you've listened to have made a positive difference in your golf game and maybe even your life. That would be great as well. So thank you so much for your support. Episode number 11 will be dropping in December. Be on the lookout for that. I have a fantastic interview that I will be conducting 
in that episode with Laura Maurer. Laura was just recently recognized by Talk Magazine here in Greenville as one of the 25 most beautiful women in the upstate for the year 2020, and they highlight a lot of her accomplishments in the world of golf and what she's done for the community in golf. You don't want to miss that interview. She's going to talk about a lot of wonderful things that she's doing. I'm really excited about having her on and educating you and helping you guys understand more about what she's doing for this community and how she's using the game of golf to do that. Wonderful person. Cannot wait to have her on the show. Plus, I'll have so many other great topics that I'll talk about in episode 11, so you don't want to miss it. Don't forget about my winter special. If you need some help this winter with your golf game, come see me. I've got a winter special going on, five half-hour lessons for only $120. That's a $60 savings, so you don't want to miss out on that. And also, be sure to come see us at Willow Creek Golf Club. Give us a call. Make that tee time. You can go to our website. You can also book a tee time on there. The website is willow-creekgolf.com. Again, willow-creekgolf.com. Dot com. Until next time, I hope you hit more fairways. I hope you have more greens and regulations. I hope you have fewer putts. And most of all, I hope you have a great time on the golf course. And remember, together, let's go forth to a better golf game. You've been listening to the Go Forth and Golf Podcast. Be sure to subscribe to this podcast wherever you're listening to receive alerts on new episodes. For more information, please follow us on social media at Go Forth Golf Instruction or visit our website at GoForthGolfInstruction.com. Remember, together, let's go forth to a better golf game.